My name is Maya, and this week I love the OC because I would like to lose my virginity to Anna Stern while playing Magic the Gathering on the floor. There's Pad Thai on the floor. My name is Dan, and this week I love the OC because this week Seth Cohen gets dunked on basically every time he's on screen, including dunking on himself, and a few times he gets dunked on when he's just mentioned by other people. <laughs> I counted. My name is Kerbzen. This week, I love the OC because obviously a Prowl Frank sale is more important than the fall of the Ming Dynasty. And I'm Mark, and this week I love the OC because I don't really like boats. <laughs> <laughs> Juju Breeze! So you might as well forget Is Chio coastal? No way. It's not. They don't even have a PF Changs. Do you think they have coastline? No, yeah. Yeah. It's got to take like hours to drive (laughs) to the coast from there, probably. (laughs) I like how Summer's entire concept of like dating and how you date as a high schooler is fully rooted in proximity to a PF Changs. Yeah, in like being physically present at a PF Changs. Yeah. I grew up in a very in a very wealthy enclave. Uh-huh. That's uh, pretty Accurate. on the mark. <laughs> I want to say that when I first saw the show, we didn't have a PF Changs here, so I, I was we, like, "What is that?" I like how tiny of a part of the episode this is, but we're spending so much time on it before we even do a rundown. And I gotta say, I don't blame us because. I just went on my first date to a P.F. Chang's recently, and let me tell you, I don't really get the buzz. It was just okay? I, it was a it was a place. I could see why a high schooler would dig it, though. Yeah, I just don't understand romantic. spending more money on Chinese food that's not as good. Yeah. Dang. It's the lions outside. <laughs> so welcome to The Perfect Couple. There's lots of couples in this episode. They're all perfect. Mm, we'll see. Curbs, do you have the DVD descriptions? I do. <laughs> Personally written by Josh Schwartz. <laughs> All right, episode 10, The Perfect Couple. Work keeps Sandy and Kirsten apart. Rachel makes a play for Sandy. Julie's secret lover is revealed. And, oh, my God, Summer realizes she likes Seth, but don't ever tell anyone. Oh, my God. (laughs) And they get dramatic. (laughs) <laughs> but was that that was actually in there, right? Yeah. The words, oh, yeah. oh my God, great. Okay. So we're we're coming off of uh, just a banger of an episode where, you know, Ryan and Marissa kind of get together, which means, which means that we need to start with even more kissing. The episode just begins with just a full-on makeout sesh. Just yeah. just the just wet teenage kissing. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's real unpleasant. Well, now that I'm an adult, it's unpleasant. I feel like when I was a kid, I was like, woo! Yeah. <laughs> but I'm watching it as a grown person and I'm like, ooh, oh, it's teens. Well, yeah. it sort of like started out with just Marissa and then Ryan just kind of like hovers like, down. Like, where is he coming from? He's, he's, it's like he's, the Spider-Man kiss. Yeah, but, uh, like, where, where is he coming from? Floats from the sea. It's like a, a fairly long time where she's just lying there. He's, oh. he's like... Oh, she likes Luke, and Luke's always coming in from these trapdoors. Maybe I should try a weird entrance. Maybe she's into that. My pool house doesn't have a trapdoor. And trap look, door. she she is into that, but uh, she starts off the episode with, with the quote, What time do you have? Let me tell you guys, I work with teens. No teen has ever said, What time do you have? 
<laughs> what a weird thing to say in bed. Like, I get it. You need to go home. You say, what time is it? Or Alexa, what time is it? And then a robot responds. You don't say, what time do you have? <laughs> like, that, that's some, that seems to me like some fake Italian chat. Uh, like, like that, is, that is the kind of thing you do when you are taught to be fancy from a young age. Apparently living with Jimmy Cooper is rubbing off on her because she is, mm-hmm. she's the only adult in that apartment. And yeah. then that goes on for 45 minutes. It kind yeah. of does, actually. <laughs> so yeah, we, we're in the bed. Ryan and Marissa are making out. Marissa tries to be responsible and go home. He steals her shoes. It's a whole thing. I will say I was really uncomfortable for a moment because Marissa starts talking about her mom, and then Ryan kind of cuts her off before she gets emotional. And I was like, Every time I watched this episode, which is way too many times, I was like, I tried to think about it from like what the script read as, like how it looked on paper. Maybe Marissa was sort of supposed to deliver the line, like more like, I just don't even want to think about my mom. And it just, and she kind of starts to get more like, like physically worked up. Mm -hmm. And he's like, hey, hey, hey. But, but the way it comes (laughs) off on the screen is she's like, yeah, I'm just feeling kind of down about like this whole thing. And he's like, hey. <laughs> no. Not on the makeout bed. Not right now. I mean, you know, I, I got to imagine that the subtext we're supposed to read into it is like, she does this a lot where she like kind of spirals into this like mom thing. And he's just trying to like stop her from like focusing like, on that. But it does definitely come off as like, we don't talk about feelings. Yeah. yeah. Like maybe this is like the seventh time this has happened since they kissed on the Ferris wheel. But it is problematic, <laughs> right? Like I definitely watched it like, Ugh. It's not very good. So he shoots his shot and says, spend the whole night. And uh, what he kind of morphs it into, at the beginning it seems very like horny teen. And then instead he kind of morphs it into, we can make a date out of it and have our first date. And she like perks up like, hey, let's let's do date things. And it's kind of cute for a second until I was going to say knock, knock, knock. But guess who doesn't knock? It's Kirsten. She knocks. She just opens the door immediately. She just does the one knock open kind of thing. I know she says that it doesn't happen with Seth, but like Seth is still a teenage boy. Seth locks his door. Come on. Does he? He must. Because Kirsten <laughs> is is apparently willing to walk into... Teenage boy room? Yeah. yeah. Like, so yeah, Kirsten walks in. She's like, oh. oh and then God. Marissa's like immediately like, see ya. Like she just books it. Oh, uh, Kirsten. Hi. I'm leaving. Yeah. <laughs> we get the, uh, this never happens with Seth. Dunk not. number one. <laughs> <laughs> Does that go right into the opening credits? Yeah, it does. Yes. Yes. Yeah. It was. A, it's a weird. It, I like that line from Kirsten. Where she, it was kind of like a Sandy Cohen. I was kind of like, well, this is happening with Seth, right? But but it's weird to cut right into the opening credits because yeah. it, it it's a punchline that is is very quick. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, then we get to a lovely kitchen conversation between uh, Sandy and Kirsten, where they're kind of talking about the case, and she's like, "Oh, it's so awkward that I cut, ran in on him." Blah blah blah. Here's the thing I like about them: they're very sex positive people. Sandy and Kirsten are just like, "Hey, let's like kiss in front of who cares? It could be Rosa. It could be <laughs> <laughs> it could be the dog next door that we never see." And they they kind of have this conversation, and alludes to the fact that they it seems like he knows what he's doing. I don't know if I need to give him the talk. And then it kind of goes into, you know, what were, you know, like, let's have sex, basically. Um, (laughs) And uh, then they start kissing and then Ryan walks in on them and they don't really care, which I really like. They're not like embarrassed by it. They just kind of are like, they kind of stay rooted where they're at and then enter Seth. Well, Sandy goes, we're all very proud. And I'm like, what the hell? Sandy congratulates him. Seems weird to me. Look, they're very sex positive people. (laughs) 
<laughs> like a 16-year-old boy. And Seth keeps going like that. What what are we talking about? And everyone's like, no. Yeah, yeah. Is Everyone. Another dunk? Yeah, yeah. That is actually another dunk. It's it's another dunk when no one will tell Seth what Ryan is sorry about last night or what what Sandy is so proud of. And everyone just ignores Seth and walks out of the room and Seth is just alone in the kitchen and is like, oh, I get it. I'm just here for the comic relief. Dunk number two. He's 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 right, though. He's wearing a bad polo. I didn't feel that yeah. bad for him. I was really distracted by his ugly shirt. Is that the striped one? Yeah. That he wore with, like, gray pants? Yeah. By setting up Ryan's no-word responses in previous episodes, they have, like, a full-on conversation about sex on their way to class without really actually describing sex a whole lot. like Without Ryan barely saying anything but it's kind of cool because like again they're having a conversation about it which like is great and it it isn't like a terrible conversation it's just like seth is genuinely curious about like everything of about it and he's like well how many different girls were there (laughs) and then ryan starts counting in his head and seth does the i have to sit down (laughs) How many times? Oh, same girl or different girl? There were different girls. I'm like, okay, Seth. I always found that really uncomfortable. Yeah, but I got to tell you, it's pretty accurate for like male high school friendships. So yeah, no, I'm sure. No person. I think my I think my my beef is mostly with male male high school friendships. Oh, totally. <laughs> which is which is unfair. <laughs> so we get to they're having like their friend moment, and then Summer and uh, Marissa are having like their own friend perspective it's, on it's, the event. It's like the four of them are like entangled on a quantum level. It's they, like they Summer should are. have a goddamn title card because she's in the crew. Did you guys pay attention to her necklace that said boys heart me? Oh. No, we didn't. Wait, no, no. It, was, wait, it was the beaded, like yeah. the like camp beads. Oh, 100%. I, I never could read it. I, I paused it like frame by frame until I saw a clear one and it says B-O-Y-S with then a, like a little like red heart and then oh, M-E. Oh my God, that is That's so amazing. good. It's great. Boys heart me around her neck. It's Fantastic. And then she goes into, what does Chino know about a date? Because she finds out that Marissa and Ryan are going on their first date. She's not wrong about that, though. Like, what does Ryan actually know about dates? Turns out, literally nothing. Uh, We get a lovely jump cut, uh, because we've already talked about P.F. Chang, so we don't need to do that again, probably. (laughs) Uh, But we get a lovely jump cut to Seth actually sitting down for it. So when Seth said earlier, (laughs) I gotta sit down for this, he literally needed to sit down. He knows himself. Where's the nearest bench on campus? (laughs) He's got him mapped out for all of the times he talks about sex. So Seth Cohen saying, like, Ryan's got a great date planned. Because Summer and Marissa come over, because, like, again, they're, they're quantumly entangled. And him saying, like, Ryan's got a great date planned isn't him being a little shit. Because the first couple times I've watched it, I was like, what the fuck is he doing? Yeah. The last times I was like, man, he's talking about Ryan's sex life. And then Marissa comes over. This is his best try <laughs> at changing the topic. I didn't think about that. I didn't either. Yeah, that is 100% what it is. Because when you watch it again, he's so awkward when she comes over. His his face has this moment of terror where all of a sudden he's like, we've been talking about all the women that this guy's been banging. So we, he's like, he's just like a useless summer. Oh, 100%. Oh, uh, dunk number three and four. Uh, oh, the magic. <laughs> Seth saying, oh, so you lost your virginity while I was playing Magic the Gathering. Ryan. And then Ryan says, you still still play play Magic Magic the Gathering. And then number four, uh, asking Summer, can I walk you to class? And her just saying, I can walk myself. Great, then you can walk me too. I thought that was really cute. We get a lovely cut to uh, Rachel guilting Sandy into canceling a date with his wife. 
He He puts in so little resistance to that cancellation, though. This is the first, so this is what, the third episode we've seen Rachel? And, like, obviously it's all, like, it's always been gearing up towards this sexual tension event. This is the first episode where it's, like, crosses a line a lot. Mm -hmm. Like, this conversation, you're like, whoa. Like, you're you're actively trying to interfere in this man's life. How close is the HR department to the office that they're currently in? And to me, yeah, like, yeah, she's inappropriate, but I actually, we'll talk about this later, I think she's a sociopath, and for him, he needs to, like, actually think about this. He needs to assume that, like, she is not a, a moral character in his life. Yeah. And so he needs to make assumptions based on that idea. Uh, the cancellation has ripple effects uh, all the way into Caleb's office. So Kirsten walks in on oh, a, a, a Julian <laughs> Caleb meeting. <laughs> and Kirsten, when she says the man just gives and gives, she doesn't even know anything about them yet, and which makes the line even better. Julie is in prime form. Yeah. Like, she's just... She, Locked like, and loaded. Yep. Like, literally, this is when I had the thought in my head, she's making money moves. And and Kirsten sees right through it. She's like, you know that now you're like the, the financier of the Julie Cooper comeback tour. You know, like, this is I your thing. I love that thing. line. It's very good. And it's very good because she absolutely knows all of Julie's moves, but also knows, like, if you call it out, you're petty. So, like, she's just, like, cautious outside observer watching this shit happen. It, it must be so terrifying to walk into a room and Julie Cooper is unexpectedly there. Oh, 100%. And there's so much surprise Julie in this. I love it. I, I say every time, it's like Cersei Lannister. You see her and you're like, what the fuck are you doing here? <laughs> oh um, I'm going to get murdered. She's uh, like the Grim Reaper. 100%. Yeah. So Caleb, I got to say, as shitty as he is, he's kind of a fucking boss. As much as Julie is a manipulator, so is he. Which leads me to believe, like, they're using each other at the same time, and they're both aware of the fact that they're using each other. If anything, they sit and, like, when instead of makeout sessions, they have plotting sessions about, <laughs> like, sure. the fate of the whole county. We get a lovely cut to Anna Stern. Her Wait. face, every time Summer gets mentioned, is just the sharpest shit. Like, literally, like, she can go from smile to, like... Not just scowl, but like, and, <laughs> and she also gets this sort of like fire behind her eyes, like like it's like the the name Summer gets mentioned, and it's like she's hurt, but she's also like ready to murder. It's like anger it's like and sickness, her, yeah. yeah, combined. So yeah, they're they're having a conversation at first that's just about uh, Marissa's date with uh, our lovely hero Ryan, and then immediately Seth turns it into another conversation about Summer. I really like this Anna Stern moment here. It's it's very good. What, so she's like, "Hey, can you not talk about summer all the time?" Feels like we're kind of talking about summer all the time. But she's like, she's like casually being like, "Hey, let's talk about something else." And he's like, "Okay, Anna, I thought we were uh, friends who you know talked about our feelings and stuff." And she's like, "Well, maybe now you're just hearing some of mine." And every time that happens, <laughs> I'm like, my heart breaks. So good. Mm-hmm. She is, but like at the same time, like she can't make these assumptions that like Seth Cohen is an idiot boy. And- <laughs> He doesn't yeah. know any of the things that she's assuming. If he if he had friends other than Ryan uh, and her, he would be talking to them about Summer and they would be like commiserating. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And they might have their own stories that they would tell him about the person they're interested in. The problem with Anna is she's kind of into him. Which means, like, she can't really have that conversation back and forth. Right. So it ends up just being summer, 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 summer. Because whenever she starts talking about him like that, he just takes it as my buddy, Anna Stern, and I. Well, we're just such good <laughs> pals. I do like, we, we missed a really great line, which is the, like, Seth asking Summer for uh, advice on what to do for a date. And, and she says, well, her favorite activities 
shopping, tanning, and waxing. So uh, maybe start there. There is no way that someone's favorite activity is waxing. Like, there's just no way. <laughs> this is where we really communicate, though, that Ryan hasn't actually had a date. Like, yeah. he says this out loud, and Seth's brain does not compute, because he goes, I thought you said, yeah, I've hung out with girls. And Seth is, like, in his head trying to figure out <laughs> how this happens. So he does ask her, what are Summer's three favorite movies? That's a really weird question to even ask, like, a friend. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Hey, what do you think your favorite movies are? And yeah, you're like, I, I don't fucking know. Clueless? It's a good movie with Paul Rudd? Like, what are you? Like, I don't know. And then Clueless is everyone's favorite movie in the yeah. OC. Obviously, the three movies she gives him are just like, she literally goes through in her head like of three different Criterion collection yeah. movies. She did like a Criterion like bracket against every movie, yeah. like quickly computing in her head and came up with the three most pretentious movies she could say. Or, hear me me out what if those were her three favorite movies no one's favorite movies show no i've seen all of that movie Me too. oh this this whole this whole thing where anna calls out death is dump number five <laughs> also she her head's wearing a polka dot jacket that is beautiful. you like i loved her jacket i didn't like her pantyhose but i did like her jacket. also on yeah. the way out she gives him a double dirty look and he doesn't pick up on it again mm-hmm. he just kind of looks at her like wonder what's going on in her head right now <laughs> fucking idiot boy so uh, my next words that I wrote down were Julie Cooper makes money moves. Hey, oh, it's because she's sitting in the uh, in yeah. Jimmy Cooper's. Apartment. I wrote surprise Julie Cooper. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Her Where's line, it comes from? I'm hey. throwing a party. <laughs> it's like, what are you doing? Yeah, they're doing a fundraiser on a yacht for the Children's Hospital. They're trying to build a new wing for the children. For the yeah, children. I love how much that happens in this episode. Just like. For the, for, for, the, the children. for the children. So Jimmy Cooper is a punching bag with a face, but he does say the line, nobody has fewer good things to say about your mother than me, which is just a fantastic yeah. like dig for once. <laughs> uh, this whole thing is under this, this guise of Julie Cooper wanting to get the family back together. And Jimmy's like, I think we should hear your mother out. She's been really, you know, getting a heart to heart with me, which like, I, <laughs> does she have one to give? That's uh, something you say when you are being held hostage and you're trying to convince <laughs> the cops not to come in and shoot A hundred percent. The question I have is, Julie Cooper starts crying. Are these tears genuine? No. Go. No. So can she cry on command? Yes. Oh, absolutely. How, how, this woman is she, fucking She taught incredible. herself how to do that, I'm sure. This woman is fucking incredible. Yeah. I think there's a little bit of her wanting Marissa back in there, but. But like, does, why does she want Marissa back? Does she That's, want her back because she wants to be her mom or does she want her back because of the way it looks on a magazine cover magazine well, and, cover and being able sure. to control her yeah control oh, yeah. like her whole power thing is it's all deceit it's all control and it's also like kind of inherently feminine in the way she does it and like mm. I think that like you know like the way she manipulates Caleb like sexually and then like the maternal thing that she doesn't seem to have any interest in actually participating in but still sort of like moving the pieces of she only mm. says the words I'm a mother when it benefits her she's got these tears and like oh you're sort of like playing at that like bullshit weak woman thing for a moment and everyone's kind of softening up but she's doing it like a fucking prank yeah yeah like absolutely 
That is the perfect <laughs> insect yeah, to and, describe and, Jimmy and, Cooper. And Jimmy Cooper is the male, but his head just won't fall off. <laughs> she keeps cutting it, and it won't go. Uh, we cut to Ryan's room. So Marissa has bought fully into this thing, and we can tell because there's a knock, knock, knock on his door. Uh, here's the thing. I'd like to imagine that he is currently asking Jeeves, because it is 2003, he's currently asking Jeeves how to do good date. <laughs> like, yeah. Has been researching this for hours. He's, he's really going deep in Alta Vista. Because <laughs> Marissa comes in and he immediately just goes, oh, oh, oh. Like, it, but it's not a porn. It's like a, I'm looking up something I don't want you to see. Puts the laptop off to the side, closes his window, and then uh, they have this conversation about her needing him to you know, we need to cancel. I know you had these great plans, but we got to cancel because there's this event on a yacht this that scene, I need you at. This scene is simultaneously very, very funny because Ben McKenzie is actually showing some pretty good comic chops. I don't I don't want to disagree with you, Dan, yeah. but I think that <laughs> my... Fuck it, I want to disagree with you. <laughs> well, the whole, time, the whole time I was watching him be a little goofy, I was like, well, this isn't right. It was like watching like... I don't know what it was like. It was just it wasn't right. I wanted him to. I like. There's one thing that Ryan consistently provides that I love, and it's brooding. And then, <laughs> like, just like like over exaggerated. Like, oh yeah, sure. That's oh awesome. yeah, no. sure. I had a great date planned, but we can do that. I do like, really like the comedy of him mentally noting candy and flowers as things that should be on a date. Because yeah. again, yeah, in that my was head funny. Canon, yep. He is asking Jeeves. Like, and then he goes, "Wait, candy, flowers? Got it." Like, he can say anything about that. But here's the thing. It was, it was fun to watch him do something a little different. For this, sure. Yeah. This was a point in the episode where I literally gave Julie Cooper points and she wasn't even fucking on screen. <laughs> because the, the words that she's saying, she doesn't hate you, she just doesn't know you yet. It's literally Julie Cooper is like flowing out of Marissa's mouth and, and he, he doesn't know what to do. And then she calls him boyfriend. And I gotta say, my heart melted a little bit. Yeah. So boyfriend. I've never been boyfriend. I've never been a boyfriend before. I mean, really what he's saying is I've never been emotionally vulnerable before, really. Yeah. You know, yeah. like, and, and I get that. This is also one of the things that I really, really love about this particular episode. On another show, this would be the conflict in the entire episode. Definitely. Where the woman would be like, but the, the title's so important to me because I'm a typical woman in a TV or, show. And it's like I'm pretty sure it is an episode of Friends. I can't. I, mean, I love Friends, but I'm like yeah. probably starring Tate Donovan. Friends is all about <laughs> labels. I, I I'm with it. Yeah, or or even just like like there would be some sort of miscommunication there that would mm-hmm. form the the underlying conflict. Yeah. With this, it's like it's there. You can tell he's kind of uncomfortable. They move past it. It's sort of a through line. Mm-hmm. And then it's okay. Cut to the next morning, and we have a Rosa sighting. Oh. Woo! There What's she is. She doing? What's she doing? She's giving she's giving Seth a shady look while he she talks about summer. That is, that is dunk number six. Yeah, so I really <laughs> so here's the thing. Rose is in this episode just for a sight gag. He cause he's like talking to someone and in your head you're like, oh, he's probably talking to Ryan. And then like after the, you know, I don't really talk about it that much, do I? And then it cuts to Rosa with a stack of towels. <laughs> she's having flashbacks for the past like 12 years of Seth talking yeah. only about summer. She just has them in her arms like can I go? And then like look, like gives him like the fuck you and then leaves and it's pretty fucking great. Because then Ryan comes in and he's like, I mean, like, I don't really talk about summer all that much, do I? Because like, and I said this thing about me. And then Ryan's like eating his mini wheats like, 
you want me to lie to you? He really says that, and it's <laughs> yeah. great. I think this this gag of like Seth being potentially sort of creepy about his summer obsession, it could have gone really wrong, but I actually really like it. I think it's funny every time. Like you're you're also you're watching. It's like watching him become self aware. Yeah, yeah. It's he's gaining self awareness, which is yeah. great. So he's like, I can't be that guy. I hate that guy. And we know that this conversation is to be continued. We get a lovely cut to uh, Kirsten and Sandy having this conversation about, like, obviously the case, but then, like, when they're going to be together next. And Kirsten does the fucking defensive, like, well, is Rachel's boyfriend okay? And both of them know what she's doing. And then Sandy does that. Well, she didn't have a boyfriend. Here's the question I have for all of you. How does he know this? Like, did it come up organically? Or do you think she keeps saying in front of him, (laughs) I have pad thai and I don't have a boyfriend. I've got a huge floor. (laughs) I mean, I kind of think so. Like, she's just been like, like not so subtly dropping hints the whole time. Well, Kirsten and Sandy once again just start kissing. Again, Ryan walks in on them and Sandy does the line, I like to lead by example. Like, (laughs) like, 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 have you had the talk with them yet? No, like to give, uh, you know, the example. Let's make out more. Ryan and Seth uh, have this this moment together where uh, he's trying to explain, like, you know, I have, a, I have a girlfriend. I thought you didn't do girlfriends. I mean, you do them, but you don't do them. Like, what are you like? It's terrible. He's practicing um, his stand-up. And so they're talking together, and he's like, so now I got to go to this thing, and you got to come with me. And he's like, I'm not going to go. Who am I going to take? Can't take Summer. And he's like, tries to throw Anna Stern the alley-oop here. Like, he definitely does. He sees Anna, and he's like, how about you take her? Because, like, Ryan clearly knows that Anna's into him because they talk about this at the carnival. Seth just immediately goes, oh, yeah, I could go with a buddy of mine. Like, and it's just oh. like, God damn it. So we have our first real hat sighting. Yeah. I, just want to I wrote yeah. Anna hat alert. Yep. Anna hat it's alert. a big one. Yeah, it's cue, a doozy. Cue, it's... Up, cue up the sound for the, <laughs> Hannah, the, the Anna Stern hat alarm. It's <laughs> it's not or like maybe like more like a foghorn like yeah yeah depending on the hat it's either a high or a low yeah God it's like it's not the worst hat in the world yeah, I liked this hat it's a bad hat but it's it is a, a, a that's a bad hat it's a bad hat um yeah, but I think I liked it a lot when I was thirteen oh, oh oh I counted I counted uh Seth saying to him saying to Ryan do you think someone would go. Wait, I'm doing it again. <laughs> That's a self-dunk. That's a self-dunk. So Seth still doesn't get it. Like Anna keeps giving him these hints of like, I'm trying to de- define us for a moment. Like I'd really like you to ask me as a couple potentially to this thing. Like she keeps like without saying anything out loud because she's like way too cool for that. Mm-hmm. She's trying to give him these hints like, so this isn't about summer, which means it's about me. And he just can't get it through his freaking coconut. I have a question for you guys. Why is Sandy on this case? Because we go to the hearing or the, the like, what is it called? The settlement conference. And it seems wildly inappropriate that he's there. It seems like Rachel could actually handle this by herself. And like, this is also a, for, for something that is so much money involved. The sides of this are, on one side, two lawyers. With nobody from the side they're representing. On the other side, a lawyer who says nothing, Caleb and Kirsten. Uh, Caleb does the, when, when, when Sandy like puts a number across the table instead of saying it out loud, which is hilarious because that means the, the lawyer still hasn't seen how much money is on this <laughs> thing. That um, was so weird. I was like, does this how, is this how court works? Nope. No, not weird. at all. And then, it's like, it's like, no. do you like me, circle? Yes or no, and then and then, and then Caleb. Do you settle? Yes. Because it isn't a normal case. He does though. Oh, this dog and pony show, and 
Yeah, if he's gonna blame her, if this is as serious as you're gonna be, and I know you've been staying late at the office because my Kiki, which is a weird thing to call your daughter her like superficial nickname, like right in the courtroom at that moment when she's supposed to be a professional. It's the whole thing is really inappropriate. It's, it's yeah. not even in a courtroom. They're just in some. Sure, but it seems like a professional situation, and it seems like her nickname is like meant to kind of slight her a little bit. And yeah. then she goes, "Hey, you know what? Uh, who knows what kind of even things you twos are up to when you're staying late at the office?" Yeah, yeah. Just put the, a tie on the floor. Yeah, the <laughs> best thing. Not, <laughs> not yet, but there will be. Yeah, the uh, best thing to do during a legal proceeding is to accuse opposing counsel of sleep of sleeping together. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's having an affair and cheating on your daughter. That's how you get a settlement. So anyway, they. Oh. They everyone storms out at the same time, basically, and and Sandy gets all hard nose about it and is like, "I'm coming after you, and I'm gonna kill you with my bare hands." So let's just move on. Look, Ryan doesn't want to mess things up. This is the 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 scene that I'm getting. So there, uh, you guys may want to talk about the dress choice or about how her shirt looks like it's a Crayola pack. But the thing that <laughs> I wanna, the thing that I want to mention is that he they're in her room at like her house now. It's not the apartment; it's the house. You know, he's kind of like there for her, right? And he advocates for her, himself not being on a yacht because he has learned he does so the far. Thing. He did the thing yeah. that he does so much. <laughs> Which is just the, look, I'm going to tell you how this goes. It's a yacht with your mom. I ruin things. <laughs> Don't invite me. Like, I can't be there. And this isn't about you. This is about me ruining things. Yeah, he's gotten into so many fights in so many venues. And ruined so many people's and lives. The, just just imagining the amount of damage that can be done if they're out on the open water. <laughs> well, we'll get to that. Yeah, on, on, um, the juju <laughs> on the juju breeze. On the juju can I uh, talk about the dress? Yo, we should do it now. Or should we do it when she's wearing it. I want to do it now because she she's, like pulls there's a history pulls, to the dress. Yeah, she pulls the dress out, and Julie Cooper comes in. And is like like it was like a uh, em- there's emotional meaning tied to this dress. Well, first, she's Look. like, oh, I forgot I had this dress, and Ryan goes, happens to me all the time. Yeah, <laughs> um, comic Ryan again. Yeah, he's back. Strikes again. But um, so this yeah, dress, Julie has this very specific memory. Of this Catherine dress is, right Jones. is so ugly. So I'm gonna like walk you. It's kind of like a seven layer dip so yeah. I'm walking down. <laughs> it really is it is so the boob area like the straps <laughs> Not and good. then and then like going right under the boob it's like very low cut it's one shade of pink it's kind of like a like a, a weird purpley pink per, yeah like a per, like purpley pink like a bikini top but it looks like a it looks like a bikini yeah. top like the the silhouette you get is just bikini top the layer underneath <laughs> that is yeah, of re- this seven layer burrito <laughs> is the refried refried beans <laughs> so it's like it's like a brown from under boob to like belly button and it should just so. it should just be like a line but it's like this weird it looks like someone cut it out with scissors and wasn't really measuring so it's like this weird like wavy thing that doesn't look intentional then here's the weirdest part of the dress underneath that layer you have like a kind of a like a reflected mirror image of the pink silhouette of the boobs but it's yellow so you have these two like yellow hip boobs that happen again our colors so far are pink brown and like yellow ass yellow yeah like a nice banana and then yellow everything from the weird yellow reverse boobs down to the the hemline. And it's not a super long. It's, it's like, yeah, it's like it's like mid thigh, mid mid upper thigh. Looks like they took those three fabrics, 
fed him to a dog, <laughs> and then made the dog throw up. I was going to say, like, oh, it's, it's so, so bad. It's so bad. It's so weird. It's super weird. And it's like... <laughs> it, the it, bottom of the dress looks like it's been put in a blender. You're so right. <laughs> it's, so it's, it's like somebody did tie-dye with three colors that really don't work together. <laughs> could have been any dress. It could like, have been, it like been a little black dress. A little black dress. It could have been. Why could it not have been a little black dress? It could have been. A, it could have been any of one of those colors in a dress. Look, yeah. it, it wasn't the Catherine Zeta-Jones dress. So Julie Cooper just walks into the room like a fucking boss and absolutely manipulates Marissa out of the room so that she can have a forced hug with Ryan. I don't care what you guys say, yeah. but that yeah. hug was oh. as that hug was scripted. Yeah. She literally wrote out a script for her day that day, and it yeah. said, at some point, Ryan will be in room. I will have Marissa check on her sister to see if she's ready, and then uh, she'll leave. I'll have a heart-to-heart for a moment and force myself upon him, at which point I'll hold it just long enough for her to come into the room. Yeah, Marissa's like, Oh, they hug. And then she, again, Marissa keeps getting her hopes up, and Julie Cooper is an absolute monster. Yeah. And Ryan is skeptical. Like he, I feel like he doesn't he doesn't get quite how manipulative she's being, but no, he, he doesn't trust he her. He says something wrong. He senses something wrong, which is why he uses the phrase, I, I don't really like boats. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not enough to and, keep and, him off that yacht. And, yeah, the last, the last line of... <laughs> Let's see. Let's go to the Let's boat. Let's get to the boat. That, <laughs> was, that was when I was like, "Yep, she's been just." Um, the whole thing was her. Yeah, it was very scripted. So Seth complains after school that his article <laughs> will not be published in the zine <laughs> or whatever, and it's just so funny because it's like he's like, "Oh, it's not gonna," you know. I'm gonna call it, and Anna's just trying to like, yeah, it's it's you know, call the ACLU. Like things are bad <laughs> in this publication. I want to read what that article is. Yeah. yeah. Do you think it's just like a takedown of a Magic the Gathering like booster pack that he received that he's <laughs> letting you know, just reviewing each card? Here's my hot take. I think Anna Stern is a bad friend in this scene. If Absolutely. She's a, oh, if yeah. she's a friend, right? It's the worst wingman you possibly could do. Summer comes up and is very like earnestly being like, Hey, Seth. She's not even being shitty to Seth for once. She's like actually having a conversation. And then every time she says words, Anna Strange is like, well, fuck you, bitch. <laughs> yeah, Anna, yeah. No, Anna sucks. She's really clearly completely over pretending that she's helping. Him. Oh, 100%. Yeah. 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 I think she's just kind of letting it all out. I just think uh, it's pretty fucking great. I think she's a terrible wingman. I do like the scene a lot. Though. Oh, it's, it's really good. And out of all the scenes in this episode... This is the one that Seth comes off the best at. It is the least dunked he is. No, I actually, I do like the way he handles it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And he looks like an idiot, no. but he's like, he's like, hey, we'll see you at the thing. It's going to be great. That is I'm exciting. going with Anna. You're, you're going to be there. Anna's going to be there with me, but like, we're all going to hang out. It's going to be great. Yeah, yeah. And then she's like, you're with her. Yeah. He's like, yeah. I have a name with Anna, right? And then and then she's like, well, then I'm going with him and points at, like, the first guy she sees, which is clearly Chip. Chip. <laughs> it's Chip. And, Fucking love Chip. And, and that, that is what I'm counting as the dunk. It didn't quite land. I'm still counting yeah. it. She nails Anna Stern's shoulder. It's incredible. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, it's not just a breeze by. It's like a... Ka-bang. Like I think I I think I would actually call it a summer breeze. But, Ooh. Yeah. Ooh, I like that. So, uh, Sandy and Kirsten... They kiss in front of Ryan. They fight in front of Ryan. They don't care. They don't care where this boy is. They'll do their business right out in the open. And you know what? Kind of admire it. If my parents had fights that were this to the point and like we are angry, 
this is what we're fighting about. It is over in 45 seconds. <laughs> we go our separate ways. I would be okay with, with being fought in front of Yeah, I'd watch it every time. Yeah, that would be fucking great. Have we ever seen Sandy, like, this angry before? I mean, he's pissed because her dad fucking called him out in a professional setting and he hates it. And he also does like the, if you have an issue with this, you have to tell me yeah. and not your dad, which, I mean, I, I understand his point. There, here, there's here. clearly a lot of things going on and they're sort of like, oh, yeah. they're making it about the thing that happened at the meeting. When but... it's about every single other thing. Yeah, and Kirsten, mm-hmm. and Kirsten says, well, you're never home. Yeah. Like, who am I going to talk to if I can't talk to my dad? Seth, dunk number nine. <laughs> <laughs> um, she leaves in a huff, and then uh, uh, Ryan is still standing in the kitchen. I'm assuming eating breakfast because that's all anyone ever does in the show. And uh, Sandy does the "Don't ever get married, son." <laughs> Ryan goes out to take out the trash. It looks like like any good child. And when he takes out the trash, Caleb's coming in, knock knock knocking on Julie's door, <laughs> and then and then knock knock knocks on her lips. Look, here's the thing I have with this. Go inside and kiss. You got a giant fucking house full of rooms to kiss this old man in. Like, do it in any of them. Just don't do it outside. Because, like, Ryan literally wasn't snooping. He was taking the trash out. And then he goes, oh, car's going. Oh, to see you with that? Oh, shit. Like, yeah. And then she sees him, and it's just perfect. So this is where you get, like, if this was Game of Thrones, Ryan would have been dead and found the next morning. And everyone would have been like, oh, no, he was succumbed. Yeah, he, he would have gotten tossed out of a tower and found unconscious. <laughs> then... He'll never walk again. But instead, the next morning, he finds a different Cooper on his doorstep. It's Marissa. She's dressed up in that dress. She's been blended. And and she walks in, and he's like, gotta get my nice shoes. He sees her, and he runs over his it's, bed. It's really like, cute. He steps on. It's very cute. It is cute. cute. He's got the black tie, and he's her looking all nice. His hair looks nice. And he wa- runs over, and then he gets his nice shoes, and she says the phrase, I'm really happy, which never used to be an accomplishment. And I'm like, oh, oh fuck. I know. You about to get crushed, girl. Like, this is about to be real bad. And Ryan's like, ah. <laughs> Like, can you blame him? Like, what is he supposed to say in that moment? Is he supposed to be like, I'm going to tell you right now. Like, I'm going to break your happiness right now. Well, because she's, she's like, my mom's like a different person. And I'm like, that yeah, because she's getting that old man dick. But. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> I, Just the facts. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't know about you guys. I don't, if I was Ryan, I don't think I would have said anything. No. I don't think that's my place. No, it's not. And, and, and we'll get, we'll get there. Knock, knock. Who's there? there? It's Anna. Anna stands at the door. Woo! Oh, she looks great. She's got those earrings. I, little... I'm really low They're earrings. They just keep long. going. They're too is she long. They the keep fucking her calling That home. is cool, but very not practical. Right? No, no, they're they're really bad. Um, it actually kind of sucks because her hair looks great. No, she looks. She looks her makeup fantastic. is great. Like she just and she she ah she looks so good. She's she glowing. Look, spin. It, she's wearing perfume, which should be a sign to someone that she's taking this seriously as a date. But Seth says it's wood chips. <laughs> what are you doing? Uh, Magic the Gathering gets dunked on again when she goes, this is where the magic happens. He's like, not unless you're talking about the card game. Boom, self-dunk. Then uh, Marissa, knock, knock, knock at the door. Uh, and Anna and Marissa go to the bathroom together. They're not at the pee in front of each other level. Like, Yeah, yeah, because like this is the this Cullen's isn't, this house. This isn't a bathroom that has multiple stops. Well, I guess well we, don't we don't fucking know. <laughs> I, I actually had that comment too, and then I was like, <clears throat> they probably do. 
I gotta say, I wish I heard that conversation. Yeah. 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 You know what I mean? Like that is we, the, let's F- fanfic it. That Come is on. that's the fucking deleted scene I wanted to see was like, I just want to hear what they talk about. Like that's a pairing just we think- haven't gotten. I said Anna looks good, Seth's still oblivious. Because Ryan even says, hey, Anna's looking good. And he's like, yeah, really excited for the auction night. Not hate auctions. And it's like, what the fuck are you doing, kid? It's the raffle. Yeah, yeah whatever raffle. the yeah. fuck. Who cares? Because guess what? Seth says they're peeing. And then. Seth, don't say pee. There it is. Like, yeah. she, she literally, so she enters the scene, enters the room, says, Seth, don't say pee while she's walking she's like, out. She's said, room, it, yeah. she said it many times. Oh, yeah. Ryan's actually like in a really bad mood. Yeah. This whole time. Because like. Yeah, he they, knows what's gonna happen. Yeah, and like he's going on a he's, boat with. He's Julie like, oh, Cooper. there's a party, and I have information, and I know what's gonna. I'm gonna get beat. And Luke's probably gonna be there. It's just gonna. Yeah, yeah. everything's bad. Like, I'm gonna get stabbed again. But, but like, he snaps at Seth a little bit. Seth is talking about how the girls are gonna go pee in front of each other. And Ryan says, sometimes I think you talk just to make sounds. And sometimes I do. Seth dunk dunk number dunk. 10. But then self dunk, self dunk. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, dunk 11, Seth, don't say pee. Yeah. <laughs> so there's Chinese food on the ground. There's Rachel. I think you mean pad thai. On the ground. Well, okay, there's various Asian foods because the things that they're talking about. I was, yeah, I was confused. We mentioned pad thai and dumplings. And I'm like. Those aren't in the same restaurant. Yeah, no. Uh, well, they are in an Asian fusion restaurant. Oh, um, regardless. Uh, they just order P.F. Chang's to there's, go. There's pad thai on the floor. And, and Rachel knows how to date. <laughs> Rachel got the memo. Rachel, 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 took pat, Rachel took P.F. Chang's and put it in Chinese food boxes just so that it would yeah. be ready. It's fusion. Dan, this is this is your area of expertise. You worked at a, a law shop, a, a, a law office. <laughs> a how, law many, shop. how many lawyers go to work in belly shirts? Um, just Dan. Oh, zero. Yeah, right? So there's pad thai on the floor. She keeps trying to get him to the floor, and they have dumplings. And let me tell you, she knows that he loves dumplings. Yeah, right? I get it, Sandy. She pulls it out of the couch. Like, I'm <laughs> powerless against dumplings, and she's got one like on her crotch. Like, well, <laughs> look what's gonna happen today. See, and this is where Sandy goes from good-naturedly oblivious to. Oh no! Come on, dude. Yeah. Uh, go with gravity, man. We get a lovely cut to the to the. Sh- they're they're now on the yacht, and let me just tell you, hi Ryan, fucking love that <laughs> shit. Little Caitlin's getting points from me. Like every yeah. time that girl opens her mouth, I'm like point 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 point. I want to see Caitlin. I want to see what her like weird boarding school apparently that she's at looks like because she's fucking amazing. She doesn't trust new people. She's scowling the whole fucking time, and it's she, amazing. So uh, Jimmy's the, wearing a yellow tie. <laughs> and, yeah, he is. He wanted to match with part of Marissa. <laughs> yeah, um, and, and there I is just, really like a blue shirt and a yellow tie, and I just. Why is he the worst? Yeah. He's so bad. And and the photographer is there and it's just so like Julie Cooper has planned out every little thing, right? And it and they're like, let's get a photo of the family. And then Julie Cooper does the like this is her testing the waters. Because if he says, Yeah, okay, and comes in, she's got him. But if he says no, this is gonna require further intervention. And so she does the come on in, Ryan, your family and he goes, No, nah, it's just your family. Like really shittily, but like in a way that's like, I know something. And then they take the picture. Julie Cooper's not looking the right way, but she's not the biggest issue because Jimmy Cooper says the line, oops, I didn't say cheese. And it's like a fucking SNL character. It's, it's, it's my it's my favorite Jimmy Cooper moment of this entire It's series. such a good, it might be the quote of the episode for me. Oh oops, I didn't say cheese. Like, what do you 
doing? Caleb gets one great line in, where's the Sandman? But like looking at her the whole time, like, Kiki, I know where your husband is. It's pretty great. Caleb just keeps getting burns in on people. Yeah. Built like a pipe cleaner, but looking sharp. Oh, dunk. it's so good. Dunk dwell. Dunk, dunk, I dunk. For- I forget that like, Caleb is Seth's grandpa. Like, oh, yeah. It's so weird. Grandpa and also shitty old man. <laughs> the interaction between Caleb and Anna is so adorable. It's very good. He goes, this is my date, uh, my friend, Anna. Uh, and then Anna does like the whole like, I've heard, you know, Seth has told me you're very scary, but I think you've, you know. He's like, yeah, I think I'm sensing an inner, inner sweetness. An inner sweetness under it. And he's like, I like your moxie, kid. This is, this is a bank shot dunk, but I'm counting it as a dunk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because she is selling out Seth. Seth's grandpa. <laughs> I gotta say, so we get a very quick entrance where Summer kind of comes in very hurriedly just so she can keep eyes on Seth because she needs to be, he needs to be in like eye distance with her. And man, do I love Chip. Big dumb Chip. The ocean is just like so vast, you know? And then she goes, Chip, I'm so thirsty. Go, you know, it's, it's just fantastic. I like how instead of the lines they give Summer, instead of them being like sort of quietly exasperated or just like, God, you're annoying. It's she, she, she's always just like, contentious. She's like I literally don't know what you're trying to tell me. <laughs> <laughs> Every time he says anything, she's like, what are you saying? Yeah, she got a couple great lines coming up. Every Julie versus Ryan scene is fucking incredible. Yes, it's, it's very, literally yeah. the two of them. And this is finally the point where Ryan is willing to actually put gloves on, right? Because up until this point, like he's just kind of taken it from her, or like you know, in the one scene, he had her on his ground in her ki- in his kitchen and was throwing jabs. This is like neutral ground, right? They're on Caleb's boat. They both have like equal claims to this place. And they're kind of going at it. To me, this is him saying to her, I'm giving you this opportunity to come clean to your daughter. I don't want to be the one to tell her this thing. You should, but I will. And instead, Julie Cooper kind of like goes, he won't tell her. That'll make her sad. He, he, she makes a fatal flaw of like a, like an idea of like, he's going to do what's right and not tell her. And she done fucked up. I got a question for all of you, though. She tells him to stay out. Is it his business? Because she is getting her hopes up so, 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 so much. And he knows something. It's not yet. He doesn't just have a suspicion. Yeah. He, he has facts. Yeah. He's not. He, he's <laughs> confirmed. Not, confirmed he, he has the he's facts. He's not doing any more spying. He's not doing extra spying. Yeah. He's not trying to fuck things up for her, but he knows that what she wants is not going to happen. Also, Julie is intentionally misleading her. It's, mm-hmm. It is complicated now that Julie has talked to him. I don't know. It's it's honestly hard to say. I think most of most of what I think is he should just completely stay out of it because his relationship with Marissa is so it's tenuous yet. Too. It's yeah. like yeah. it's there's still like. Candy and flowers? Uh, like, he's still kind of going through the motions of, like, trying to figure out what's going. But then again... He's also a kid. She also brings up... She's like, well, just because your family, you know, didn't work out for your parents. Because he's like, I have divorce. Like, my parents aren't together. I know how you feel, like, wanting this to happen. And she's like, well, just because that didn't happen to you, like, doesn't mean it won't happen for me. And so I think he gets a little bit like, no, like, it's well, not going to happen. So in between the conversation he has with Julie and with Marissa, we get this lovely scene where Summer is still spying on on the two of them on, on Anna and <laughs> try try and see if you can spot dunk number 14 uh, my favorite thing was just the smoke another beer chip <laughs> that's a fucking great line I think that might Love be my favorite line that's me. such a good line because th- I think that's the one where he says how vast the ocean is it's like endless and she 
You're fast. <laughs> Smoke another beer chip. Um, because she's getting worked up because she can see that Anna's into Seth. Right at that moment, Marissa comes over, still not angry yet, because she doesn't know anything. She comes over and she's like, hey, what are you doing? <laughs> like, how's how's Chip? She's like, ugh, but, but what about them? You know, and then like Marissa's like, You like Seth Cohen. I do not like Seth Cohen. He's so Seth Cohen. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Just like Barry. <laughs> I can't like Seth Cohen. He's like Seth, Seth Cohen. Cohen. <laughs> They're very good friends, Marissa and Summer. It's because really this is cute. this is very like you like him, you like him, <laughs> and he likes you. I also like how they always call him Seth Cohen. Yeah. yeah. So yep, then we get that scene where it's like she's like, Oh, they're gonna get together. It's gonna be so great. My parents, you know, like just, you know, the dream couple, Julie Cooper and Jeez. Jimmy Cooper getting back in it. Everybody's and, rooting for And he's them. like, Well, you know, parents are weird, it wouldn't count on anything. <laughs> In the scene, they both are showing like zero kind of real empathy for each other. Like they're not hearing each other. No, not at all. And um, it's really weird. It, they're both kind of being terrible and w- making wild assumptions about things. And in my brain, though, if he kept it in and didn't tell her the truth, I think they'd be broken up. The reason that, like, you know, she goes, "Why can't you just be happy for me?" If his answer is anything other than the actual reason he can't be happy for her, mm-hmm. your yeah. relationship actually would get worse. And if then she she'd found like, out that you. he knew and didn't tell her, I think she would have been super pissed. At that point, pissed. and he just goes, look, I'm sorry. I saw it happen. They're together. And then Marissa storms off. Hey, uh, <laughs> everyone, give in to gravity. Ugh, it's, everyone, there's it's, bad tie it's, it's twister time, can, baby. Can, can we? Can we? What like, kind of weird sex twister? Can, can we? Fast, can we fast forward to to what? Just the end of the scene? <laughs> no, because we have to hear her say the words. I twister got me in so much trouble in college. Yeah, she's playing some kind of Who's weird sex twister? twister. Who's getting twister trouble in college? I've gotten in twister trouble in high school. Let me tell you. Yeah. I have not gotten in twister trouble in college. You have to pull out the game of twister, knowing that there's going to be trouble. <laughs> She, this is a weird time to take yeah. a shot, right? She's just like, gonna go for it. I've planted enough seeds here. It's so, it's so bad. She's like, so, uh... We've been accused meeting. of cheating. Yeah, meeting. It seemed like your uh, Caleb guy was sort of like having an affair or something. Like, that is so weird. It's so weird. Oh, yeah. It wouldn't even be sexy if he was single. <laughs> because <laughs> she's literally crawling across their work. She's no, she's, she's crawling across she's the fucking, fucking constitution. She is. It's not a crawl. That's I, a, I like, was surprised that she didn't have like a whale tail sticking out of her jeans, like the thong. Oh uh-huh. yeah, yeah. I was like, come on. Because she's not wearing it? underwear. She's she not wearing underwear. <laughs> So Sandy looks at her for a second. They have this like really intense moment. If you want to break this down further, we can. But the thing that fucks me up is he does the like, I've got a boat to catch. She doesn't look embarrassed at all. She's a fucking sociopath. Yeah, she's like, huh, well, gathers her dumplings. But still still keeps her face close to his. She's kind of like challenging it. He's like, I got a boat to catch. And she's like, I'm not going anywhere. This mouth is still perilously close to yours, breathing into you. If you shoot your shot and somebody shuts you down, your first emotion is embarrassment, right? Your first thought is like, oh, fuck. Oh, this is bad. Oh, I should not have done this. No part of her says that. In I can't believe I'm saying this. In Rachel's defense. No, fuck you. (laughs) No, I want to hear it. Not in terms of her being right in any way, but just this is not the first home she's wrecked. (laughs) 
This is right. She has it down to a science. Yeah. These moves like have how, worked on lesser you're, men. You're like, you're. And not every man is Sandy Cohen. He may say he's got a boat to catch, but until he's out the door, <laughs> you're still in the game. Yeah. And so, until that boat rolls up to that door. He's not taking the L yet. Yeah. Okay. So let's just fucking. She, he gets the fuck out of there. And I don't know what the fuck happened, and we don't need to talk about it ever again because I don't know if he's ever going to tell Kirsten about it. Anna and Seth making fun of rich people is a pretty great scene. Yeah, uh, I wish we had heard a lot more of that conversation. Uh, I also love that he, like, while they're dunking on people, he dunks on himself. When I was thirteen, I, my nickname was Magnum Pi because of his mustache. <laughs> Mothers can be so <laughs> cruel. Mothers can be so cruel. <laughs> dunk number fifty. I it's just a want to dunk. imagine Kirsten calling him that. Um, here's my question for everyone: How is he not picking up on her signal? Because she, he does the, you know. Uh, you must hate it here, because, like, you know, there's a bunch of rich people. You hate them. There's nobody like that in Pittsburgh. Oh, my God. The way and then she, she says it. And oh. then she's like, well, like, this is her shooting her shot. Like, this is her less <sighs> sociopathic version of what Rachel just did to a different Cohen male. Yeah. This is her going, look, I found a reason that here is pretty great. And he looks at her for a second and goes, do the do. And it's just terrible. He's like, let's grab a couple Mountain Dews, make this whole situation uh, take the edge off. He literally says... Grab some Mountain Dews, take the edge off. What the fuck kind of ad campaign uh, is that? It's and hard it, for me to watch that scene. Why? Because you've been on the other end of it so many times. Like everyone, ha- like I hate it. It's terrible. The whole thing, <clears throat> every side of that conversation rings so, very true. What's, what's yeah. so What's so heartbreaking about the whole thing is that she could not have positioned herself better. Yeah, no, yeah. she all, she, she all, played everything right. All that was required was for Seth to not be it. Dumbass. Yeah, and he can't do and that. And just kiss the girl. Um. Whoa, whoa. She but instead does. of having Sebastian, we have Chip, who's just saying nonsense <laughs> phrases. And Summer literally says the phrase, finish shrooming, I'm going to go get a drink. <laughs> oh, man, very good. Oh, very good. I love Summer. Summer gets some great it. dunks on Chip in this episode. Julie Cooper grabs the microphone. You ready for a Julie Cooper speech, folks? They're incredible. Everyone's asshole on the boat just totally clenched. Uh, And and then she says the phrase tax deductible and they all orgasm. (laughs) While this is about to happen, Summer shoots her shot. Can I talk to you, Seth? They go off to the side. Here's the thing. There's this, all of this is happening during the speech. Marissa and Ryan are in the back of the crowd and Ryan's like, let's just go. And Marissa's like, would you let her get away with this? What would you do? And it's like, I don't fucking know. Like, my parents were not together long enough to get like, you know, like, I don't know how, like, what is he supposed to say there? There is a better place for this. Uh, meanwhile, Summer has taken Seth to a different part of the, the yacht and has looked him deeply in the eyes for a moment and kisses him. And let me tell you, she is really into this one. Like there's the first kiss and then she goes, hmm. And then she kisses him again. She gets into it. She's like real into this. Mm-hmm. And then she does the, oh no, I like Seth Cohen. And then she goes, and she goes, nothing. I wasn't talking to you. She loves Summer. She needs a title card. Because like once we actually get to know her, you really fall in love with her. Like as a viewer, you're like, oh my God, she's so great and perfect. But because she's putting on this air of gym tan laundry, like you can't really tell. Yeah. I, I wasn't talking to you as Doug Seven. Oh. It was Doug <laughs> and then it's if you tell anyone what happened here, I'll kill you. And then Doug she goes se- over. And then, and then- My opinion is that Julie Cooper should not have taken this risk. Because Julie Cooper goes, Marissa, come on up here. Okay. You know that 
Ryan just told you that he's going to tell Marissa, basically. Does she think he's going to wait till like after the party? Or does she think that he's going to wait completely because she got through to him? Is it just like just like before the the other time that Julie Cooper had a master plan? She just assumes everything went according to plan. And it doesn't. And that's so fucking crazy. Marissa, do you want the microphone? It's just like she's like handing this thing on a platter and Marissa's like, hey, I'll take this alley-oop for a moment for this romantic getaway that we're talking about. Fuck Marissa's good in this moment. Let's give a big hand for my mother. Let's give another big hand for Caleb Cleveland. Speaking of perfect couples, wouldn't they be just a perfect couple? And this whole time, Jimmy's face in the background goes from being like a little worm boy to being like, Marissa storms out. Everybody take a drink. And Julie Cooper now has the microphone and is like, like, what does she say? And the, the photographer's like, can I take a picture? And it's this whole scene. He's got scene. one of those big flashbulbs. It's this whole scene. Prohibition <laughs> era. Really does. Yeah. Everybody stand still for 15 minutes. Like, it's just really fucking incredible. And, and she does the, you know, like the, I talked to, to, to Jimmy and he goes, don't start with me. After tonight, you're Caleb's problem. And then lights a cigar and walks out of the room. There's a couch with some ESPN classics that I'm going to watch. <laughs> just, just the one classic. And then Caitlin grabs the microphone. And the winners, of course, are the Cohen's. Caitlin's like, I'm trying to keep my family together. <laughs> the only person keeping this family together is Caitlin. I like how Caitlin doesn't even like, she seems a little scared, but mostly she's just like, what the fuck? She's like, I want to go back to my school where I destroy other girls' souls. <laughs> and it's my best friend that yeah. was a horse. <laughs> And Kirsten is in the audience, like by herself, like yeah, by herself, like watching this shit go down. And you get a couple reaction shots of her, but it's mostly just the same like astonished face yeah. that everyone has on it. But but when she when they win the raffle, she, her her face just goes, okay, cool. She's like, of course that's how yeah, it's yeah, nice like, ending. Yeah, of course, of course, we're the only people here. So Julie Cooper. Finds Marissa. It's not that hard. It's a yacht. Um, She's finds, wearing a very ugly dress. Easy to see. Finds her on the yacht. Uh, anyone seen the dip? <laughs> and and sees her, and they have this conversation. And Marissa's pissed off because again. Everything's kind of coming crashing down. And Julie tries to win her. Like she's she makes a play for, look, we can still be a family, just not with your dad, because he <laughs> fucked up. And she and Marissa doesn't buy it this time. And is like, no, if if dad's out, I'm out. But but it sounds like her master plan was, all right, I'm gonna show Marissa all of the things that we could have as a family. Yes. And then what's going to happen is we're just going to slot Caleb in the Jimmy Cooper slot. <laughs> she won't you know even what? notice. You know what? Caitlin, chill with that plan. Yeah. Marissa, not chill with that plan. And there's this amazing moment where Julie Cooper goes from like, she literally has tears in her eyes and it literally switches to anger. And it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, so Seth and Anna find each other again. Seth is doing the math on Marissa, finding out that Marissa would be his aunt. It's pretty great. And, you know, Anna's like, well, where were you this whole time? Because, you know, I like, and she's got her arm like right around his arm and like is holding him very tightly. And he's like, nowhere I hate uh, 
I hate that raffle shit. It's bad. Raffles are bad. And uh, they he looks up just in time for a death threat, which has got to be one of your dunks, I'm assuming. That is the final, and the 18th and final dunk of the episode. <laughs> That's the buzzer beater dunk. <laughs> That's the buzzer beater dunk. <laughs> yeah. Brought to you by Taco Bell. But it's crazy yeah, because uh, she gives him the death thing, and then the look on her face is like, like she like loves him. Uh, my favorite shit is just the like like Kirsten goes from like zero to sixty real fast on on Caleb. She goes like from here on out, we have nothing to talk about except for when we're at the office. That's it. You're not my dad. Bye. Like and Sandy Cohen shows up. Hey, I'm here. We're leaving. <laughs> I wore a jacket and then they leave. <laughs> it's just like. I mean, I'd be pissed if I were him. That was like the most exciting night in how long, and you yeah, missed it. Yeah. And then Rachel that's why we to get, make out with you? That's why we get the great scene of, like, the, in in theory, Julie Cooper could be your stepmother. Like, Kirsten's done that, man. And, and this is the best thing that has ever happened to Sam. <laughs> the, yeah. the fact that, gets to dunk on both Julie Cooper and Caleb. Yeah, all the years of living in Newport have paid off it's like, for it's this like moment. Two of the people that I loathe the most here have not only combined forces into one terrible unit that I can hate. But were publicly embarrassed? Very easily. They have been publicly embarrassed and they are all, they're collectively on my wife's shit list. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it works this, out great. They you, know, sk- you know who's uh, who didn't get their relationship fucked up by this? Marissa and Ryan. They Aww. do. Against all odds. Yes. <laughs> really against all odds. They bookend this episode with a makeout session. And this time when he says you spend the night, she goes, well, got no homes to go home to. So, uh, yup. So why don't you stick it in? Uh, <laughs> shit. <laughs> um, do you snore? <laughs> this, you know, is, this is very cute. You know, I've never actually slept with someone before. And then he does that, me neither. And then she goes, but I thought. And he goes, no, I'm climbing out the window. We're going out the back of the front seat. Hey. <laughs> She's like, why don't we not talk about that? Um, he turns off the light because they can just sleep. And when he turns around, there's a teen on top of him. <laughs> and she says, best date ever. And I'd like the way we came into this episode, we leave it with more wet teen kisses. With wet teen kisses that Mark shouldn't be watching in a public place. <laughs> It's a great episode. I wouldn't rewatch it a bunch anymore. <laughs> I'm really, this is the first one that I felt just like, I've watched it like more than some of the other ones, but I'm pretty burnt out on it. I only watched it one time, yeah. but I feel like it's one of those where every time the, the good parts are even better, but the bad parts are even worse. So it's they're like, even it's harder like, oh, to sit through, oh. yeah. It's mm-hmm. just so hard to watch Anna not get what she, mm-hmm. the, the meager thing that she wants, which is this terrible boy's this love. This boy's attention. Who gets the belt? It, this is the hardest one. Uh, can I make a soft, yes, soft nudge towards Julie? She was one of my top ones. So what sucks for me is I had Ryan up there, not not necessarily in that he should get the belt, but in points. Marissa was actually up there. Mm-hmm. I had Julie Cooper up there, and for whatever reason, and it maybe just is because she kept dunking on Chip. I had Summer up there. No, I think Summer's up there a because lot. Because Summer makes a lot of plays in this episode. Yeah. And by the way, we never commented on this. Summer's dress on the out looked awesome. She looked yeah. Lovely. She was fucking killing. Her hair looked yeah. really nice. She went strapless. It kind of was like a nice like black and white formal with like a hint of red, and I was like, okay, she knows exactly what she's doing. <laughs> I was worried that if 
Summer's name got mentioned, then we'd have to do like a tag team because it was the whole thing was sort of based on this like Summer Anna push pull Seth thing. But yeah, do you think she can like she can support the title for this week on her own? I think I think it's doable. I think it's the first week she's actually really been yeah. in contention. And I think that we can also agree that sadly Anna Stern's streak comes to an end. Oh yeah. And mm-hmm. it's because she just keeps getting chopped down and she keeps going back to it. It's one of those where it's like Oh, in previous episodes, when she gets trapped down, she kind of like brings Previously, a strength. Previously, on the OC. Yeah, she brings a strength to it. Like, she goes, well, fuck that shit. Like, yeah. then I'm just moving on. In this, she visibly gets angry. She visibly is acting kind of like in a non-friendly way. And it's like, I really like her. And I actually like her scenes a lot. But mm-hmm. she she doesn't win at all. Like, there's yeah. no part of this that's winning for her. For sure. So, so, Curbs, you're all about the facts. I've thrown out a lot of names. But w- what did you think of when you went through the episode yourself? It was kind of Julie Marissa. And then after recording now, I was thinking Summer. I really like Mar- Marissa gets an actual mic drop. Yeah. That's pretty cool. I don't like that. I found myself thinking Marissa's was was in contention for the title, but then she winds up kind of just having been gotten played the entire episode. And then at the end, I don't know that Misha she, Barton or Marissa Cooper necessarily did a great mic drop. No, I'm, I'm and, with and, you. And also, like, I'm with she you. doesn't, she didn't accomplish anything with it. She was just like, "Fuck yeah. you." Which, which I respect. Yeah. Can I make a suggestion? You're not going to give it to Seth, are you? I think we need to put Seth out there. Oh, my God. No. Because <laughs> I watched this man get dunked on. <laughs> so many times. Quite a bit. He yeah. had no wins in this episode. Yes, he did. You can throw a, you throw a ball at a him. dog and it'll bring it back to you. I'll make this short. And, and I'm okay if you guys don't go along with this, but I think the case needs to be made. Yeah, no, go for it. When Anna told Seth, hey, I am sick of hearing you talk about Summer, he listened to her. And was like, okay, I'm going to improve myself. Dan, did he listen to her? Sort of. He didn't kiss her and fuck things up, knowing that he didn't have feelings for her. And he got what he wanted. I think Seth Cohen, Dan, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. And I respect everything. (laughs) I respect the amount of work he put into his dunkage. I think he was a, a... plate of smoked salmon that just <laughs> sat limp in this episode and was useless. And Please, it's locks. <laughs> Seth getting what he wanted was purely Summer doing that. It like was, It was not him if, orchestrating say, that if whatsoever. Seth, if Seth is in contention, it's because Summer okay, was fine. there. And it's because Summer... For once, like... She's the active person. She threw her weight around. My problem is, is that I don't know if she had enough of a big impact in this episode to get the belt. But, like, I mean, we have to figure out what we want to reward here. And, I mean, you could say is she fucking shoots her shot and she deals with it. And then she forces him to accept what happened on her terms. I I think that's worth rewarding. I think if Marissa and Ryan hadn't finished the episode by making out, I think Julie Cooper wins. But I think she was bested again by you meddling kids. This is classic. This is the Scooby-Doo villain that keeps not seeing this thing coming that's going to happen every single time, which is you can't underestimate Chino. Mm-hmm. Because he's not from here. He doesn't care about your systems. He doesn't play by the exact same rules as everyone else. He Just, doesn't go to P.F. Chang's. He doesn't go to yeah. P.F. He. What does Chino know about P.F. Chang's? And <laughs> instead, you 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 get Julie with, again, another L. Yeah. Summer hasn't won, right? Not at all. No. Yeah, I mean, I think just for that, like, for a good first effort. This is too. where she's earning that title. Yeah. Yeah. She's definitely, she's in the main hands. circuit now, and she's, uh... <laughs> the, the, this is <laughs> actually, like, I think when the writers go, oh, shit, she's a character. 
Yeah. You know, like, because, yeah. like, she had, they kind of ex- had experimented with that in places, but then, like, this is really where it's like, oh, shit, we can use her. Let's do this shit. So I guess we're going somewhere? I guess she gets the belt. All right. Yeah. There are a lot of people who went for it and then, like, came up just short, you know? Look, winning the belt on in a week, week is no less of a victory. It's still the belt. Look, yeah. r- rings, Ernie. You know, it's all about that. Congratulations, Summer. I don't remember. Roberts. Summer Roberts. Just the fact. <laughs> oh, man. Summer has arrived. Where does, uh, when does Captain Oates come back? What's the quote of the episode, guys? What do we think? Smoke a beer chip. Smoke another beer I chip. Like, yeah. Yeah. Smoke That's another beer chip is one. very good. I also really like, if you tell anyone what happened here, I'll kill you. If, if we're going to go with anything, it should be... I like audibly laughed at that every time. Yeah. I wasn't ready for it every time. I was like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> All right, so what's our what's our honorable mention quote of the episode? Oh, uh, there's a bunch Th- of ones. This time, but for the first time ever, a funny quote has won. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What's our what's our dramatic quote of the episode? Um, I got a boat to stop, catch. Stop shrooming, Chip. <laughs> <laughs> it's finished shrooming. I got to get a drink. I don't really like boats. <laughs> really like That's boats. a very good quote. <laughs> I don't really like boats. Uh, uh, don't ever get married. Let's get to the boat. Give Jimmy a call. I don't know. The, there's I a lot of there's a lot of stingers in this episode. But How about this? What time do you? Have? <laughs> <laughs> yes. How about this? Never happened with Seth. I was actually going to say that out loud too. Where he's from, they don't even have a PF Chang. Yes. That's right. the backup. That, that's, that's the backup one. to right. smoke It says everything beer. you need to know about yeah. the episode. Okay. Says, so not <laughs> only has Summer won her first episode, she's also gotten the, the We Love the OC uh, uh, Triple Crown. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's the hat one. trick. Woo. Yeah, she got, she, yeah. Curbs. Yep. Any facts for me? I had a few. So this episode first aired on November 12th, 2003. And on that day in 2003, Roy Moore's ethics trial opened. So (laughs) (laughs) never closed. (laughs) Well, Roy Moore's life is an ethics trial. (laughs) This specific trial um, was concluded the next day when he was removed from his position um, as Chief Justice of the Alabama Supreme Court. Oh, is this when he he refused, he put a 10 ton. Um, the Ten Commandments. Ten Commandments. Yes. Yeah. It was ruled that he willfully willfully violated canons of judicial ethics, and he would later return to the bench in 2013. And after, it got worse. <laughs> and it got worse. Um, I just want to note that he beat in the general election. The Democrat's name was Bob Vance. Which oh my God! <laughs> Sorry, Vance Refrigeration. Um, for those office fans, um, he also was suspended again in 2016 oh over more ethical violations. And after losing appeals of that suspension, he resigned and announced he was running for Senate. Curves, these these facts are making me sad. Do you have something that's more happy than Ron um, Moore's a, a political new, career? A new bill was about to be introduced that would make recording films inside a movie theater a felony. <laughs> because... That was Hollywood's priority. God damn. That is kind of interesting, though. Like, 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 people were probably at their Sony Ericsson's out just <laughs> taking 30-second videos of Spider-Man 2. <laughs> just stringing them together. <laughs> um, Arnold Schwarzenegger was sworn into office as mm-hmm. governor. Let's go. That's definitely The relevant. saga of the governor yeah. began. Two movies that were released two days after this episode came out were Master and Commander. Yes! Yes! And Love Actually. Oh, yes! Man. Love and Boats, guys. We did it. It's the episode. <laughs> we did it. 
Um, and then finally, the Massachusetts Supreme Court ruled that a law banning same-sex marriages was unconstitutional under the Massachusetts state constitution. It was Goodridge versus the Department of Public Health, and it was the first decision in a U.S. state's highest court to find that same-sex couples had the right to marry, or more accurately, that sexual orientation alone wasn't a valid reason to deny them a marriage license. It was interesting, though, because five months earlier was when the Supreme Court, the United States Supreme Court, ruled in Lawrence v. Texas, Mm. which was all about Texas's sodomy law. And so when they struck that down, it by extension invalidated other laws in other states. Uh, so wait, when was this? What, was 2003. this 2003? Was Two- Lawrence v. Texas. That's fucking that, insane. That case yeah. is really fucking interesting. It is. And it's if really you haven't heard about all, it. Yeah, also Literally, the, it decriminalizes look, sex for a huge portion yeah, of our country. Yeah, yeah. Look, I'm, I'm just ready for the Supreme Court to rule in favor of Rachel's uh, <laughs> Rachel's twister crimes because she's got plenty. <laughs> it's a felony. It's a felony. Um, What's the statute of limitations on twister related crimes? <laughs> Depends how many people were harmed. <laughs> Depends. Were you a minor? Hey, my name is Mark and I love the OC. My name is Curbs and I love the OC. My name is Maya and I sure do love the OC. My name is Dan and I love the OC. And we hope you love the OC too. If you tell anyone about it, we'll we kill you. Yeah.